Welcome to another edition of Influence, the global podcast that shines a spotlight on the influencer marketing industry. My name is Gordon Glenister, and among my many roles, I'm the global head of influencer marketing at the Branded Content Marketing Association, which is a professional membership association representing the branded content and influencer marketing industry. But I'm also a keynote speaker and consultant in the sector and soon to be published author on influencer marketing strategy. Now, in this podcast series, you're going to hear from me interview all sorts of people from the world of influencer marketing. But before we start, please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast series just to make sure that you don't miss a future episode. In today's edition, we're going to be discussing about the impact of influencer marketing on the travel industry. 2020 has been a truly devastating year for so many businesses, and the travel sector has been particularly hit hard. But how's the industry been faring? With fewer Brits travelling overseas and constant safety fears from COVID-19, what's been the real impact on travel influencers, destinations and venues? I wanted to find out a bit more about this, so I caught up with Charlie Wilde and Marianne Fakinos. Charlie is one half of Content Creators The Travel Project, and Marianne is Senior Global Influencer Manager at Visit Britain. I started by asking Charlie about what he does at The Travel Project, and here's what he had to say. My name is Charlie Wilde, as you, as you touched on there, alongside my girlfriend Jess. Um, I run a thing called The Travel Project. Our project quite simply aims to inspire a, a new generation of adventure seekers to head out on more adventures and to break down the barriers to adventure and make it more achievable, essentially. Through our experiences over the years, we found that the benefits to our mental and physical health of getting outside and getting stuck into the outdoors has been hugely beneficial. So we kind of want to just inspire more people to do that. Um, and we do that via um, our website, um, video, YouTube and uh, our Instagram. Super, lovely. And uh, Marion, tell us a little bit about Visit Britain. So I'm the Senior Global Influencer Manager at Visit England, Visit Britain, the UK National Tourism Agency. So I joined them in 2018 and currently looking across 22 markets internationally. I'm supporting the regional offices with their strategies and activities. And before that, so I travelled a bit. I'm from France, obviously, traveled to Canada, then settled in UK. So walked across the influencer landscape for almost 10 years now. And uh, yeah, it was really interesting to, to see the industry evolves from the ground. Yeah, yeah. So travel um, has been a big part of one of the influencer buckets for some time, of course. But uh, 2020 has not been kind to the industry, has it? Charlie, as somebody that's very active, I mean, you've probably visited loads and loads of countries. What's been the impact uh, for you and your fellow travel influencers, content creators? Well, I mean, yeah, you, you said it there, like 2020 sort of hit every industry to some extent like a sledgehammer, hasn't it? And it's diverted the course that we were we were on at the time. From our perspective, it's been pretty interesting, I'd say, because of course you get hit with that first fairly killer punch of not being able to travel abroad but then of course that forces you into looking at other options and we have for a few years been running what we call achievable adventures which is more uk focused adventure to try and persuade people to go away on two three four day trips and um, fit them around their busy schedule and, and essentially what this year has done is it's made us kind of double down and hone in on that as a concept 
So we have done all sorts of UK-focused adventure this year, and we've seen the pickup from that from a consumer standpoint as really exciting because, of course, everyone's in the same boat. So I guess at first it was a pretty tough, bitter pill to swallow in some senses, but then we sort of dust ourselves down and got on with it and found that uh, kind of a new lease of life for our project and what we were doing. And it almost oddly gave us this new direction, a real focus. So yeah, and, and we're in lockdown again now, which is a, another slight setback in some ways. But I think we're trying to use these lockdowns and these periods of time where you, you kind of are forced to stay in one place to, to look to the future and start planning future adventures and make sure that those adventures are conceptual and exciting and aren't just kind of spur of the moment trips. So yeah, it's been a roller coaster. I think is a, is a word that people use a lot, but certainly applies to us this year yeah yeah, yeah. And, and, and marianne how have the destinations and venues coped with this because i'm i can only imagine from a venue's yeah. point of view uh, a lot of them will have had uh, cancelled bookings for major events uh, they've had to you know they wouldn't have had the tourists from overseas yeah, no, that's true. Like the tourism industry has been probably one of the first and take one of the first and hardest hit, really. And it was very difficult for hospitalities with like the staff being furloughed and business shutting down. So I think it's been a really, really rough year. And uh, yeah, I think our role as destination, so it could be like Visit Britain, Visit England, but all the destination is really to see how can we support the industry in the next few months. So I think that's something we started to do almost right away, I would say in June, especially when things were reopening a little bit and what process can we put in place, which type of campaigns and our main focus is domestic. But I think it's a case like everywhere in Europe, like every tourism board at the moment will have a huge focus on domestic, trying to push forward the industry and trying to support them the best we can. And I guess internationally, it's a little bit more complicated at the moment to have like any clear vision of what's going to happen in the next few months so what you can do and what we are doing is just planning and doing a lot of contingency plans and having like a lot of plans and hoping for the best but yeah i mean i think for us what is really important at the moment for international markets is keeping britain top of mind in terms of when people are able to travel, if they are already like looking at travel in summer 2021, they are thinking about Britain. But yeah, I think the main focus is really how can we support the domestic industry? Mm, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, um, Charlie, um, tell us about some of the uh, campaigns that you've become involved with um, that have had uh, a real good impact. Yeah, I mean, I guess it kind of follows on from my, the previous question. My answer to that to an extent has been a shift actually in the brands that we've worked with and the type of work that we've been producing. And again, like the answer to my previous question, it's been an exciting shift from our standpoint. We've started working with a lot of outdoor brands. So just to name, name a couple of sort of your Columbia's and your Jack Wolfskin and people who's in their DNA to kind of encourage people to get outside and get stuck into adventure. Um, so rather than working with tourism boards and places like that, as we've done previously, we start to work with like that and with, with, with companies that are more outdoor focused. And for us, that's been really exciting in terms of the shift in creative standpoint for us. So we've been we're quite keen, as I mentioned earlier, on conceptual adventures. So trying to kind of rather than just take photos of one another wearing, um, you know, a jacket, I, I find that slightly, slightly unengaging. Personally, we try and go ahead out on, a, on an adventure. And so they'll be doing those over the summer. So, for example, we worked with a brand and we canoed the length of the River Thames uh, on one of our projects. You know, so we're forced into kind of being slightly more creative with the way we approached our, our campaign. 
But the pickup in terms of engagement and the numbers and the return, if you look at it from a sort of business side of things, have been fantastic. Had a lot more kind of passionate responses. You know, we, we judge quite a lot of our work from a, from a kind of influencer standpoint on, on Instagram saves. So people who are saving your posts so they can go back and, you know, do it later. And those have gone up hugely, um, which I think is quite a good indication of the kind of inspiration that people are looking for. So yeah, from a, from a campaign standpoint, it, the landscape shifted hugely, but it, I think it's it's testament to, to humans, isn't it? The way we, everyone's dealt with this whole situation. And I think that's reflected in the, in the relationships that we've managed to grow and the brands coming to us and being really clever and forward thinking about the situation. So yeah, from a business standpoint, it's been strangely reassuring is how I would um, describe it. And I must admit, some of your posts I find very tranquil. Mm. And uh, it's not just about actually uh, just creating a, a well, here's, a, here's an adventure, here's what you could do. I think it's it, w- what I find fascinating is, I mean, I'm, I'm very local to an RSBB nature reserve here, which is absolutely spectacular. Uh, so I'm often taking uh, um, video and pictures around the lake. Uh, and I've lived in this area for years and years and years, but I've really only really use this this lake walk uh, since the whole lockdown experience well i think it's fascinating and i think you'll, you'll be hard pushed to find many people that haven't had a similar experience in terms of having to look to their doorstep for, for adventure and beauty and that fix of outdoors people need to get outdoors if you're locked in your house for three months without any fresh air you start to understand the importance of it and i think traditionally when i was growing up the uk had a bit of a bad reputation and what i mean by that is i thought it was for like kind of older people and and people in anoraks and it was potentially a bit boring. But then as I grew up, um, I realised that the UK is is incredibly rich in opportunities for adventure, outdoor lifestyle, you know, f- across the various different islands. I think we've got something crazy like 4,000 islands in, in the in Great Britain. There's every different type of landscape and there's incredible cultures. And, and I think it's something to be really excited about. And I think this situationary COVID is potentially going to catalyse a movement of new adventure-seeking people to go out and, and um, explore what's on their doorstep. And I'm hoping 2021, and moving forward that will be a trend that we'll see and it's something to be excited about i couldn't agree with you more i mean i and marianne you'll probably echo this i think it's 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 less about the ibiza um holiday experience i think it's actually a lot more about what uh, charlie said isn't it these uh you know it allows you to be much more reflective on holiday um and, and make sure that you're um, you're uh, looking at your mental well-being, your health, your fitness. So tell us more about some of the campaigns that you've got involved with, um, if not more recently, even in the past. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I think uh, we are 100% aligned with what you are saying, Charlie, is definitely something and our, that will be our main focus. So we launched our new domestic campaign um, a few weeks ago, so beginning of September, obviously on pause now, unfortunately. But yeah, and it's Escape You Every Day. And the idea is discover what you can in the UK, uh, what it's on your doorstep and uh, take short breaks across the UK. So it's totally aligned with what you're saying and I think that's a big trend we are seeing at the moment like people and and for good reason are probably a bit afraid taking a plane or even taking public transport it's not always safe so what can you do not too far away and uh, and yeah to to escape you every day to escape like being on your couch watching Netflix all day and uh, just for a weekend maybe you can uh, discover something like it's not that far away what is interesting we saw as well is just that's a trend we are seeing across all audiences so we are seeing that for millennials like kind of 
very young generation X and, and this type of people. We are seeing that with family, with young children as well. We really need after like months of lockdown to go out and have fun and, and do things. So yeah, and that's really something that we are seeing across all our audiences. And uh, and yeah, definitely that's something that uh, we are going to push forward again in 2021, definitely. And how have the content creators that you've worked with helped promote your message? So we did a, um, a very interesting campaign beginning of September. So what we did is we decided to work with uh, content creators from uh, all the nations. So uh, Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland, England and London. And we sent them to another uh, nation to discover like what you can do in the UK. And so we did a switch between them. And it was actually very interesting because they were able finally to do some experiences could be the outdoors, as we mentioned, but it's also like all the city and cities across UK, what they had to offer, because again, the industry was really badly hit. So it's just like you can do like some foodies experience, you can do say at the time, Anyway, uh, some some very even indoor experiences that could be very good for you, especially in winter or in October. And having like this type of different type of content creators, not only specifically focused on travel, but it was also lifestyle content creators, people interested in fashion, people interested in lifestyle. It was very interesting because they were able to really for us talk to an audience, talk to their audience directly and say, hey, look, like UK is really cool, actually. It's not just because you can't travel elsewhere. It's also because it adds a lot to offer. So you just said something interesting there. You didn't actually approach just travel influencers. You you actually approached a, a wider range uh, of individuals. Uh, how do you go about selecting influencers? So there were actually two things that we wanted to, to keep in mind when picking influencers. I think lockdown and COVID was a very strong this year, but also one of our focus was diversity. And what we wanted to focus this time, like recruiting influencers, we wanted to show our UK is diverse and we are working with type of diverse people uh, focusing on race but also accessibilities and things like that so that was the first thing I think was really really important for us and second I think we wanted people who were quite of genuine like having very good engagement with their audience established so we didn't really look at reach at this time we mostly worked with micro influencers and yes most important for us was really the already existing relationships they had with their audience and their ability to deliver our message in a kind of very genuine way. Of course, we wanted to achieve reach and awareness on top of that, but we decided to go with paid media to achieve that, actually. And we decided to to boost some of the content because it was also easier for us to stop in case there were another lockdown, which happened. So it was actually a little bit easier to to switch on and off in terms of audiences, in terms of reaching. But most of all, I think what we were looking for when looking at content creators, it was just people being able to go out and really enjoying being in the UK and, and discovering new things. And then Charlie, if you were giving advice to venues and destinations now, um, what, what is the best way that they can work with content creators? Uh, good question. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, it, I have to caveat with my opinion is is just my opinion. So I, I always think when we get contacted by destinations or brands or whoever it may be, if the fit feels right, then you, your conversation is going to be a lot more natural. So I think to, 
front load the process with time invested into picking out people who are right for your brand. So if you're a hotel, um, perhaps you're luxury or maybe you're a bit more kind of boutique, find people who are passionate about boutique or luxury, whatever your niche may be. Because if you start talking to the wrong people, A, you're wasting time and B, when you get through to it, the results aren't going to, you're not going to get the results you're looking for. Um, so I think that's really important to front load the process like that. Uh, beyond that, I think it's really about personability. So um, we get a lot of emails um, and some of them are really cold and you feel like they're almost definitely written by some sort of algorithm others you can feel they're written by a human they're signed off they've got personality and they know a little bit about your brand which makes you take notice and go actually this is something someone who's researched us i think beyond that i always like to have a phone conversation with someone that's a personal thing just because then you're talking to another human and ultimately you're doing something creative so if you want to communicate your vision for the the hotel or, or the brand moving forward you can put in an email sure but you're going to do a lot better job getting passionate on the phone uh, and then building that relationship with an influencer is ultimately going to create better work in my opinion and my experience i think that the world is so digital now that when you step back and you try and do something in a bit more of a human way that you will find it to be a lot better for your overall vision you know the final thing i'll say is that we're, we're a big fan of um, ongoing longer term partnerships you know there's a very much a wham bam thank you ma'am attitude to a lot of these things and it's kind of just get people in as a transactional relationship and actually i think over time if you can grow kind of loyal influencer partners or creator partners you will the, the influencer will be repeating this this place is great and their audience will engage with that and you can see real um, results over time so yeah I guess my overarching thing there is is, is just um, take your time about it and mean the mean the uh, the communication when you send it and, and try and grow and nurture real human relationships and I think the results will follow I mean we've seen sadly some of the stuff in the press when it comes to uh, uh, influencers uh, approaching destinations uh, hotels and all that sort of thing where they've 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 not taken uh, perhaps the right approach and of course it's backfired a little bit uh, which is um you know uh, have you come across that what would be your your advice to to content creators approaching uh, destinations or hotels I guess just a little bit background on Jess and I, we worked in advertising for, you know, combined 10 years before we started doing what we do. So we, we were we were fortunate to have a little bit of a grounding in, in how we might like to be approached if we were on the other side of the, of the fence, so to speak. Um, so what we try and do is build relationships. So we've got quite a good sort of stable of contacts or whatever the expression may be that we kind of speak to and we, we go back and then repeat business. We have relationships with them. If we're doing something cold, just try and communicate your passion and why you want to stay there and what it is that you think you have aligned with that brand because ultimately that's what it's about as discussed it's about aligning and kind of combining collaborating to create something really cool for both your audiences if you're just kind of sniffing out a freebie that is going to go down badly and rightfully so because i think it's it's opportunism but if you're passionate about actually building something we think both parties can benefit and you can communicate that passion nine times out of ten you'll get a human reaction it might be they can't they can't do it at this time for whatever reason but they'll say i'm so sorry thanks very much um, um it's great to hear from you and then maybe they'll come back to you six months down the line but you won't in our experience anyway we've never had a, a sort of an angry reaction the touch wood and i think that's probably because we try and cherry pick who we email you know we don't send out blanket stuff we try and make things personal and again it's just back to being human essentially it's just kind of building those connections 
Um, yeah, it's a good point what uh, Charlie's saying there, Marion, isn't it? I mean, uh, uh, there's a lot to be said for niche uh, influencers. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, we are running campaigns with content creators. It's been a long time now. And we are doing it in in a multiple of different ways. Like sometimes your objective is to reach the person audience and you want to have like a big reach and you're going to go with maybe one of the macro travel influencers, especially internationally. But sometimes, yeah, it's just about like the content. And uh, even for us in terms of tourism board, we need to have access to a bank of assets. So we can reach out to some content creators. And actually, it doesn't matter even if they have like 100 like followers on Instagram, because what we would be interested in uh, paying them for and collaborating with them for is just their content. So really, it will depend on your objectives of your campaign but absolutely we're always looking at different type of of niche influences and also I think I mean the industry changed in the last few years and it's not only COVID like we know we're not going to look for the biggest influencer you know that you're going to look for the best fit for your brand and the most relevant influencer at some point. Yeah I mean just to jump in on that I think it's spot on everything Marianne's just said and I think it's an interesting shift that's happening right now today in the space where you've got these labels of content creators and influencers. And, and actually, from a brand's perspective, I, I can totally appreciate um, people, you know, like Visit Britain or whoever it may be, looking at creators and going, they are essentially a talented photographer. We want to use them for photography skills. And then when it comes to media or reach, you, you can pay for that, especially when um, a lot of the smaller um, content creators who are really quality, you know, they may only have 5,000 followers, but they're at the mercy of an algorithm that they don't control. They may have come into the game a little bit late and therefore they're not going to get the reach that perhaps they deserve, quote unquote. But I've, a lot of our um, clients and collaborators that we work with at the moment are essentially working with us to create content for the campaign but then also in the contract we create content for their channels irrespective of whether we post it or not so we're essentially a media channel in that respect and also a photographer videographer content creator whatever you want to call it so you start wearing more hats um, and that's something that we've experienced certainly this year and I think it's a really interesting shift it's actually quite exciting shift as far as I'm concerned. What do you think 2021 is going to look like? In terms of the travel industry, we have great hopes that starting from spring and then summer, it will be way better. So I think like we are hoping basically like a beginning of next year, we'll be able to travel again domestically and people will be able to do that again. And then summer 2021, uh, all international uh, travel can resume. But that being said, we are in it for the long run. And, and we know like the crisis is not going to be over once like we find even a solution to to the COVID. Like it's going to have repercussion in terms of economy. It's going to to have repercussion in terms of things. But it's not only negative. I would say like, of course, for the industry, it's very odd. But uh, as you were saying, Charlie, I think it's also like showing people they can do other things and there is other ways to travel. And we see like, and I think um, you will agree, Charlie, like in terms of travel influences, I see a lot of people being a little bit more interested in sustainable ways of traveling, uh, slow travels, this type of things, which I think could be also kind of a positive change, actually. I completely agree. I mean, you know, if I had my crystal ball I'll tell you but unfortunately I can't predict the entire landscape I mean I can make a few kind of 
predictions based on what we're, we're seeing. And I think um, what's exciting, and let's focus on the positives, is that I think there's going to be a cultural shift, especially in the UK, to locally focused travel, where people are going to start to see the UK as a genuinely exciting destination. You know, you can go to the highlands of Scotland and wild camp in a mountain, or you can go swim uh, in, a, in a lake in Wales, or go to uh, Northern Ireland and Giant's Causeway, or Cornwall it's an incredibly diverse place and we have got this amazing access to it and I think that will be something that people get more and more excited about next year um, and to pick up on Marianne's point about um, climate change I think that will dovetail into into sustainability we, we've just introduced a, a kind of strand to our brand where it's less planes um, more adventures so it's kind of saying you can live an adventurous lifestyle without having to um, take a plane the whole time you know so we're looking at doing a lot more kind of electric car based adventure being more sustainable and I, and I think that's the way that the, it will go and, and and good you know that's that's what we need I think our days of hopping on a plane the entire time are over and that's something that is is both a little bit sad at first but actually exciting because it's now time to really get stuck into the UK and see what's here. Well no I, absolutely I mean I, I think Covid has forced change isn't it I mean although as you rightly say it, some of it's been really difficult uh, it, it's created, dare I say the words, a new normal. But uh, I think we are questioning our uh, families, friends, and, and 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 having thinking about more time with them. What's yeah. what's really really important in a holiday, and not being necessarily just driven by a package. I think more and more people are going to want to have individual experiences uh, that that actually develop their own their own self you know as much as anything else i completely agree i mean i think it's actually catalyzed change in a lot of instances i think these changes have been bubbling under the surface and it's just sped them up by two three four years um and a lot of those changes like you touched on there for, for the positive you know slow travel um experiential travel these are all terms that have been kind of popular for a couple of years now but ultimately what people now want is they want in their free time to go away and have an experience that will stay with them for longer than the three four days they were away something where they can actually have meaningful memories where they met some really interesting local people or they they swam wild or they cooked outdoors and it actually means something to them going forward because ultimately that is the most valuable thing about travel in my um, experience and opinion um so i think that appetite for that kind of experience is only going to get more and more, which is, again, a positive, in my opinion. This podcast is supported by the Branded Content Marketing Association, promoting the value of influencer marketing globally. That's it for another edition of Influence. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show and give me your feedback, uh, feedback at influencepodcast.net. Or you can also follow me on LinkedIn, Instagram, or Twitter, where you can also ask me a question about this episode, any of the previous ones, or what you'd like to hear about in the future. Thanks also to my producer, Neil Whiteside from Freedom One. And until next time, from me, Gordon Glenister, it's bye for now. <laughs>